Y'all see with me? Y'all see with me here on Zoom? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, still here. Still. So we're gonna um, start today, you all on um, Second Samuel. We're gonna do like a quick review on. Yeah, see with me. Y'all see with me here on Zoom. Yes, sir. Um, Second Samuel uh three, but we're gonna begin this, the, the lesson on, on on um chapter number four. Hallelujah! Praise Yah for His mercy. Uh, we went live on YouTube, so we're gonna pray you all one more time, and then we're gonna um as we pray, we're gonna um dive right on into the scriptures. Hallelujah! So Second Samuel, Second Shemuel. Uh, chapter number four is what we're going to be studying on, but we're going to do a review again, like, as I said, on um, number three. Hallelujah. Let's pray one more time and we're going to go ahead and get started. Almighty again, y'all, we thank you, y'all. We ask you, Almighty, as we come before your presence in the name of Yahushua HaMashiach, y'all, that you would grant us the spirit of wisdom and understanding when it comes to your word. Uh, Almighty, help us to be able to grow in faith. Again, yeah, as we feel your word, faith comes from hearing the hearing of your words. Help us, y'all, to grow in faith. Y'all to be convicted, to be built up, to be healed, to be strong in you. Y'all let your word go. Bring out things, y'all, that we've never seen before. Help us to be able to see it. Y'all, uh, to explain the scriptures, y'all, so we all have clarity and understanding. Y'all, we praise you and we love you and we give you the esteem. In the name of Yahushua HaMashiach, our master, we pray. Hallelujah. Praise y'all. Amen. So y'all, we're going to uh, get in with uh, Second Samuel. Remember that last week we, we, we began, I think we started on first Samuel. We, I, mean, I mean, chapter one, let me do it. So last week we were dealing with, um, uh, you know, David, uh, Saul died. Saul and Jonathan. And we see how my man last week going to come to here, David, he saw Saul over there. Dying and so I asked to go ahead and kill him because the Philistines was coming. You know, uh, and Amalekite, you know, who was a slave, you know, but he lied. He lied trying to come get some more. Uh, I guess he tried, I don't know if he tried to come get some some recognition or some favor from David or something, but realizing that, you know, that um that regardless to um what he did, David loved Saul. David loved Saul, David loved Jonathan. Even if, even though Saul was trying to kill David at one point in time in his life, they come envious. You know, to break out some nails on that, it wasn't none that Saul, it wasn't none that David ever done to Saul for Saul to act the way he acted now. So I was just an envious person, disobedient to Yah. You know what? You know why he died and disobeyed the word of Yah? Didn't want to take heed to it. Also, he saw that woman who had a familiar spirit. He just, just continuously just kept breaking, you know, Torah. And Yahuwah took the, the kingdom from Saul and gave it to David. And then as time progressed, Isbosheth, Isbosheth, um, Saul's son, 40 years old, began to reign in Israel. But, you know, by that time when Saul had died, Yahuwah had given David Judah. He actually, he, he actually turned the whole kingdom over, over to, um, to Saul. But David reigned seven years, you know, in Judah before he before he received the whole kingdom. He reigned 40 years. 
So he began to reign when it when it when it when it was when he was 30 years old. It reigned seven years in Judah. So by the time he was 37 years old, he had got all of Israel. It's bullshit. He <clears throat> reigned for a little small time. Now Abner is the one who turned the kingdom over, you know, to David. You know, but now check this right out. Remember now, even after they had after David had became a king, you know, over there in Judah, Joab and you know, Joab and Abner them come together. So let's let the men play. And um the Joab, Joab had two brothers. One of his brothers' name was uh 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 Hill, and the other brother's name was Abishai, Abishai right? The Abishai is the one who went with David when David and Saul saw him over there asleep. You know, uh huh. Yeah, yeah. After Doeg gets crossed that mean out or whatever, and they go over there and saw and saw and saw David see saw saw Saul sleep, and David got his spear. It's, it's water. The Abishai, Joab, and Asahel was David's nephews. David's sister's boys. Now David, now Abishai wanted to go ahead and kill Saul. So let me go ahead and get him right now while he's asleep. And, and go, he go, he said, he said, I guarantee I hit him one time. It's always for him. And David said, No, you can't do that. Y'all gonna deal with it. And David learned how to, David learned how to um learn how to really trust in y'all, didn't he? You know, realize the battle wasn't his, but it belonged to y'all. Now, now it's some values now <clears throat> that we can we can bring out, y'all. It's some values in some of our forefathers that can carry on to us now. David really, David really let the battle become y'all's. You know, he he really was not trying to take matters into his own hand based on some of the things that was done to him. He learned how to trust in y'all. And one value that we can see out of all that. Is that regardless of what David went through, and regardless of how Saul treated him and folks crossed the mouth, he learned how to pray. He learned how to pray, and he learned how to be a real leader through through, through adversity. You know, that's how some of the best warriors are made. Going through some trials. You know, we don't like, we don't, we don't like, you know, uh certain things that happen to our life in our lives. But you know the wisdom of Yah come. The, 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 it says the foolishness, the foolishness of Yah is, is wise than the wisest men. Confounds the wisdom of men. Yah take the foolishness into the word and confound the wise. <clears throat> and some of the things, and some of the things that that we don't like, some of the things that we have to go through in life, some of the trials we have to go through in life. That's just Yah making us. That's how Yah make us. David through hardship, difficulties running for his life. Had in the cave one time, his mom and daddy came, and some people who got tired of being stepped on came around. Those who got tired of being oppressed, those who got tired of the way how things was, being indebted and all that things, they came to David. And at David's lowest moments in his life, he became their leader. And we are sometimes in life when always start our own top. That ain't how it is. Now, look, I'm, I'm, I'm going to tell you something. We're going to go to Mashiach real quick. You know, that, that's how Yahushua was born. And, you know, and, and, and Yahushua, you know, our Mashiach, our Messiah, he was born in some low conditions, but he was considered to be great in the eyes of Yahweh. <clears throat> As a matter of fact, Yahushua, Yahushua was born in some of the harsh conditions. Yahushua was born at a time when Caesar Augustus 
made a decree that all the world should be taxed. And so, you know, and, 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 and you know, and, and life showed up and Mary and Joseph was put in, 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 in an impossible situation. Let's look at it. <clears throat> when Caesar Augustus decided the whole world should be taxed, and at that time, Cyrenius was governor over Syria. And all went to be taxed, everyone to his own city. And Joseph also went up from Galilee. He made a trip, y'all, from Galilee out of the city of Nazareth. And he went into Judea. He went to, so he wasn't living in Judea at that time. He wasn't living in the region of David. So he had to go travel to another region. So he went, in, he went, he went out of Galilee out of the city of Nazareth, because they were able to live in that while she was pregnant. But you know, bring something out real quick. We're going to try to go slow, because I need to talk fast from the South, you know, neighborhood called Meadow Hill. Everybody talk fast. They call them pretty boys over there in Meadow Hill. They talk fast. Still a little bit. I'm from that situation. You know what I'm saying? So I can't hear how I talk. I was raised like that. Somebody for you can't understand. They might have to write it down when you hear what they say. It ain't, it, ain't, it ain't that they're talking too fast, though. It's just sometimes y'all just be listening too slow. You got to catch up as we celebrate and go a buck 50. You got to catch up to what we're saying. You got to sit back and think about it for a little bit. That's where I'm from. So, you know, but let me say this. Sometimes the most high will allow difficulties to come into your life in order for his word to come to pass for you. He loves certain circumstances to happen to you and he ain't no respected persons. And like you to be born in a humble condition to make you great. Sometimes we can become a victim to the things we went through. You gotta stop hanging on to what you went through and use it to your advantage. Can't be walking around, my mama didn't love, my dad mistreated me, nobody cared about me when I was little, as an excuse to remain sorry for yourself. You gotta use debt and take it all in and gain understanding from it. I learned how to be a good father to my children based on my dad not being there. I learned how to understand my children and talk to them when they're going through based on being a little kid, being uh, 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 verbally abused. I learned how to use to my advantage. If my daddy wasn't there for me, I'm gonna be there for every last one of mine. So that's what I did based on some pains I went through. Behind every tear you shed, every struggle in life you go through, are always some incredible life-changing experiences. Y'all can take your scars and your stars, your scars and the hiccups and turn them to stars and make you a favorite unto him. You know, subject your sights to the Israelites and all them ice. I'm a favorite, I'm a favor of y'all. So I can go board to the throne of grace and obtain favor in my time of, in my time of help and need because, I, because of things I experienced, I learned how to pray and depend on him through trials. So when Caesar Augustus decided that it should be tax season, by the time Cyrus was governor over Syria, Joseph went out of Galilee, out of the city of Nazareth into Judea, unto the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house of the lineage of David. So he had to go up there and be taxed. He had to go to his own place where they own land, that where they inheritance come from, because he was of that house. A lineage of David. He went to go be taxed. And his wife was too big at the time. Probably wasn't good for her to be traveling. 
you know, being big, they probably want y'all to make things comfortable for her and make sure she's good. So let's stay here, but he had to go. Cause she, she, he, she, she, they would to go be taxed and, and marry his exposed wife. She was great with trash. She was, I mean, she was real big, good and pregnant. Back had been arched, probably had been one, two centimeters for a long time, ready to go ahead and ready to go ahead and get that birth. You know what I'm saying? Mucus blood probably came out. Rough four. You know what I'm saying? Water broke while they was while, while they was traveling. It wasn't about time. It wasn't no time for no feast at this time. They, they just go and pay their taxes. But look here, didn't nobody show no love. It said why is it and so and, and it was so while they was there. The days were accomplished so that she should be delivered, and she brought forth her firstborn son. Took the head wrap off and wrapped him in it and laid him in the manger. Because there was no room for him in the end. Nobody didn't care about her having no baby. The boat was born off in the, in, in, in the barn somewhere and laid him in the feeding trough. That's where the manger is. That's where the manger was. And she and, 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 and see that, 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 that was, you know what I'm saying, for the father. Somewhere for the for the animals to eat. She let them in something had to clean out probably real quick. And she had they look here, they have they ain't have no coats put on the boy. They ain't give no baby shower and sit there and have the little blue outfits to put on for him, the little old t-shirts or nothing. The boy was born naked under harsh conditions. And something on her head, you don't know what was going on with her head, but she put it off her head and wrapped the boy up in swallowing clothes. I know they, they, I know they got a son going on Christmas, and Christmas is idolatry, but they're going to say, away in the manger. No crib for his bed. Yeah, the little Lord Yahushua laid down this with his head, laying, laying down. And he was born in harsh conditions. And the angels in the field come tell the shepherds, there's a boy over there. And they're gonna sign you, and, 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 and the sign you're gonna know that he's a Mashiach is you're gonna find a raptor swallowing clothes lying in the manger. So, guess what? He had to be born in that condition for them to know who he was. But sometimes we get to get, you know, feeling bad about how things are. But the most high put you like that for you to grow up a little bit. Then, when they told him that, they, 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 they begin to, you know, what I'm trying to say to you. Uh, go and they found him and they tell his mom and daddy, you know, what had happened when they, when they called the child. Now, look here at the time, and, and when the days of our prefect was over, according to the law of Moses, they went to go put him, present him before Yah. So, 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 how long, how old was he right here? He had to be a month old. How can we find that out? We can go here to Leviticus 12. And it says, you know. Speaking to the children of Israel, said, if a woman has conceived a seed and born a man child, then she shall be unclean seven days according to the days of separation for her infirmity, she shall be unclean. And the eighth day of flesh of his foreskin, he shall be circumcised. But look here, she can't go into the temple yet. And she shall then continue in, in the blood of her purifying three and thirty days. And they shall touch, they shall touch no hollow thing, nor come to the sanctuary until the days of a purifying be fulfilled. So look here. When you go, and we, I ain't forgot about David. This is going to tie in. And so 
it came it, it came about you all it says in the, in, in, in the days of when her purification was over so it had to be longer at least at least 33 days at least 33 days before she can go over there because she's in the temple with him and when the days of her purification according to the law of Moses were accomplished for at least 33 days and they had to go And present an offering according to the Torah of Moses, and this was the, and this is the offering they presented. They had to go offer a sacrifice according according to that which was said in the law of the, of the master of Yah, a pair of turtle doves and two young pigeons. And that's how you know they didn't have a lot of money. Because when you go back over there to Leviticus, twelve chapter, beginning at verse eight. When they couldn't bring no lamb, they had no money to bring no lamb. But they had to fulfill the law of Moses. It said, and if, and, and if she be not able to bring a lamb, then she shall bring two turtles or two young pigeons. The one for a burnt offering and the other for a sin offering. And the priest shall atone for her and she shall be clean. So, she, so they, they ain't have a lot of money. But, but in spite of that, she went to go take care of the business and be obedient to Yah based on what was said, based on what was said in the Torah of Moses, right? And my point that I want to bring out is, it's in humble conditions. It's in humble conditions that a lot of times when you great, when you become great, something great was born. This woman right here was of a humble condition. Didn't have a lot of money, which would teach us principles to be no respect of persons. It don't matter where you come from, but sometimes people judge you. You know, based on based on you know I'm trying to say where you come from because they, they suppose that Mashiach was from Joseph's bloodline. When John had came talking about him, you know, and, and teaching him. But he won, he won, he won, of, 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 look here, and Yahushua himself being, to be about 30 years of age, being as, as was supposed, the son of Joseph, which was the son of Heli. But we know what the angel told Mary. He should be called the son of the highest, according to the scripture. But they judged him. Based on who they thought his daddy was, not realizing he was that the mom was overshadowed by the rule Hakodesh. And she bear a son from what y'all put on the inside of. So sometimes, man, in your Lord's estate, it's how you are a leader and how you're made. You know, it makes a lot of sense to me now when the Bible says, despise thou not small beginnings. Out here running for his life, learning how to mature, learning how to pray about things, and stand up taking matters into his own hands. Let him learn, learn how not to get vengeance for himself when he could have on two occasions. He humbled himself and let y'all deal with the situation. And even in his lowest moment, he became a leader. And then, even at the point of breakthrough, when he went back to Ziklag. 
and saw him and his two wives, their children, and every man that was with him, 600 men he had with him. I don't tell how many children and women they had, probably a few thousand. And animals and all kind of, you know, uh, 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 valuable things have been taken. And he go, and even in an impossible situation, and when men got ready to stone him, he encouraged himself and Yah, called for the priest to come holler at him to bring him to Ephod. And they learned how to communicate with Yah instead of him breaking down, becoming depressed and getting ready to give up. And he we just want to complain because we can't take a couple of years of going through a little something of somebody of not having a wife or a husband or dealing with something financially, you know, or not being where we think we should be at that time. We, we just getting offensive and being accusatory of Yah of not being fair. He just said, bring me the ephod. And then y'all tell him, you're going to recover all. And I can understand even Paul say, you know, that he's able to do exceedingly and abundantly. Above all, you can ever ask or think according to the power. The rest on the inside of the world. Because not only did they recover their family, y'all gave him the kingdom too and killed us all off in the end. He was a wise leader too, young man. Because the men who could not go, he came, brought their family back, gave them what they needed, and then he, and said when he got all the spoil, it brought David and spread it out through Jew, Judah, giving stuff to the elders, those who probably didn't have a lot. You know, it's amazing how y'all can give you wisdom being young, going through something. If we can learn how to have understanding of the things we go through instead of us complaining and quitting and dibbling, dabbling in sin. And then even when Saul had died, And the boy come down there and tell me, you know, I did what I did in false humility. David told me, your blood on your own head. And he stared, he cried for him. His heart was pure. He had true love. So I can see him being Mashiach, being from the house, house of David. And how y'all let all of his leaders have to live by faith. And all of his leaders, it ain't about having a silver spoon in your mouth. It ain't about what side of the track you grew up on. It's all about the purpose of Yah for your life. And the only way for it to come to fulfillment in your life is if you humble yourself and learn how to pray. Was I even told Solomon, you know, if he was to shut up heaven, that there'd be no rain. Right? This is how you get it, ain't it? And in, in, in the first Chronicles, second Chronicles. Yeah. Oh, I'm in the wrong scripture, in the wrong book. But give me y'all moving too fast. It's, it's, it's a second, it's second Chronicles. Let me go ahead and close it there. What do you tell Solomon? See, Yahweh give you the key. If I shut up heaven and there be no rain, when it's difficult for you, you disobedient, you see some stuff at you, make it tough at times in your life, 
or if I command the locusts to devour the land, or if I send pestilence among my people. If my people, who is his people? Israel, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways. Then I will hear from heaven and forgive their sins and will heal their land. And then my eyes shall be open and my ears attend unto the prayers made in this place. Man. All, all, all it does is, 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 is being humble, walking in humility, being repentant for seeking Yah. You look at like this right here again and listen. Man, valuable lessons we learn, man. Then they go out there, man. I say, hell, man, all they all kind of pride. Trying to chase Abner, who was a, a, a strong soldier now. He was the captain of the host. He was sitting beside Saul at the table. I, we found that out on New Moon when, 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 when Saul wanted to kill David, him and Jonathan talking, he asked why he don't like me. And they said, they go going to eat and Jonathan on one side and, and, and Adam on the next. And then he even gave Isaiah the chance. He said, are you Isaiah? Isaiah can run fast. And Adam said, he Adam running from him. He could have been killed him. He said, are you Isaiah? He said, yeah. He said, look here, go on, turn to the right and left and get one of them out there. Are you going to cause a problem between me and Joab? Isaiah didn't want to listen. Adam tell him kept going. To finally he didn't want to listen, he stand him up under the fifth reel. Hit him in his heart, made him stop right there. Excuse me, sometimes y'all, that's how pride get the best of us. Because you can move fast and think and think is swift. You know how the old folks used to tell us when we was young back in the day, living, living wrong? You're moving too fast. Slow down. Sometimes moving too fast in your life cause your demise. Not learning how to hold up, think you can handle something you can't handle. Looking at it from the wrong point of view can cause your life. That's a valuable, that's what we need to learn there. That's a principle we need to try to, try to learn. Slow up a little bit and get back. Quit by more than you can chew, because it might not be, it might be too much for you to choke you out. And a man didn't even want to listen and got stabbed in the heart. And you know what? Now when you look at it, Joab them kept chasing. They knew though. Abner just knew how Joab was. Joab also was a captain of the host. David's own nephew. But well, they can fight real good, all three of them boys. Abishai, Joab, and Isaiah. And because of that, and Joab not being able to, to get over that, he murdered Abner. When Abner had came, you know, to um to, to fix things with David, because it's they made Israel Shep keep it. Israel Shep was a coward. They ain't gonna get mad at Adam for sleeping with, with, with Saul's wife. Saul dead. You have chick, you get mad at me for sleeping with this woman? Come on now. He the one that gave you the kingdom. But at the same time, he the captain of the host. But 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 Israel shit was scared of him. So Joab went and made a covenant with David. Excuse me, Adam made a covenant with David. And when they and, and when he went, somebody came and stood behind and told Joab. 
when it transpired. And Joey, I killed him in private. Let's read right quick. Second Samuel 3, beginning at verse 1 says, Now there was a long war between the house of Saul and the house of David. I hope y'all still following me. Hope I ain't lost y'all. <clears throat> I hope y'all able to see it. Oh, say, can you see? Now there was a long war between the house of Saul <clears throat> and the house of David, but David went stronger and stronger, and the house of Saul went weaker and weaker. He brought him over there in Africa, y'all, the Canaanite land. That's the land y'all had gave over there in the, in the, in the numbers in the Torah now. That's how you know they they black. They not no white people over there, them Jews of Israel. Ain't no way. And David and, and unto David were, were born and were born in they and born in Hebron. <clears throat> unto David was sons born in Hebron, and his firstborn was Ammon, Amnon, and Ahoniam, the, uh, of Ahoniam, the Jezreelites. And then second, Chiliab of Abigail, the wife of Nabal, the Carmelite. And the third, Absalom, the son of Micah, the daughter of Talmud, the king of Gershon. And the fourth, Adonijah, the one Solomon had killed. He was trying to set his throne up. He, he, got to, he wanted that woman that David, that was kind of he David warned. That's first king. We'll get to that later on, though. And the fourth, Adonijah, the son of Haggai. Now, don't worry, y'all already read about, about, about seven books ahead, so we, that's why. <laughs> and the fourth, Adonijah, the son of Haggai. And the fifth, Shephatiah, the son of Abitel. Abitel. And the sixth, Ethreen, by Eagle, David's wife. These were born to David in Hebron. All these over there, Africa. And it came to pass, while there was war between the house of Saul and the house of David, that Abner made himself strong for the house of Saul. And Saul had a concubine whose name was Rizpah, the daughter of Aya. And Ishmael said to Abner, Wherefore hast thou gone to my father's concubine? Then Abner was very wroth for the words of Ishmael and said, Am I a dog's head? which against Judah do show kindness this day unto the house of Saul, thy father, to his brethren and to his friends and have not delivered thee into the hand of David, that thou, that thou chargest me today with a fault concerning this woman. Boy, you over here talking like that, boy. A dog's head, unclean now. I'm done for you, they ain't turning you over to this man, and you gonna talk like that over a woman? Yeah, I never seen, um, the Last Dragon for Bruce Leroy and show enough and show enough coming there and saying, what is Bruce Leroy? Talking about catching bullets with his teeth? Nick, please. It was show enough said in the movie. That was so funny. That's never average just said this was shit. Nick, please. <laughs> Excuse me, man, for y'all who get offended. So do Elohim to Abner and more also, except as Yahuwah have sworn to David, even so, I do to him. <laughs> yeah, to because he knows that it's time to trend the kingdom from the house of Saul and to set up the throne of David over Israel and over Judah from Dan even to Bathsheba. So what Adam was doing was just going to get Saul and look here, this belonged to David. 
And he checked his bullshit, run his mouth over a woman. Your daddy dead. She was free. She was free, her husband dead, according to the Torah. So he wasn't wrong. And he could not answer Abner a word again because he feared him. And Abner sent messages to David on his behalf, saying, whose is the land? Saying, also make thy league with me, and behold, my hand shall be with thee to bring about all Israel unto thee. And he said, well, I will make a league with thee, but one thing I require of thee, it's my water. That, that is, thou shalt not see my face, except thou bring Michal, Saul's daughter, when thou comest to see my face. Now, she belonged, she belonged to David by right because he, she was his from the beginning because she had, had another husband. Her dad made her commit adultery by giving her another husband. She was David's first wife. Supposed to be his only one, but you know, she despised for this about the clothes. Y'all made a baron. Then later on, though. And, 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 and he said, you know, well, I would make a league with thee, but I only want to see you until you come bring uh, Michael back. And David sent messages, messages to Isboshel. Saul's son saying, deliver me, deliver me my wife, McCall, which I espoused to me for 104 skins of the Philistine. And then when they went, Saul told him to go do that, trying to get him set up to kill him. He brought him back 200. <clears throat> and this boy said, sin and took her from her husband, even from Fethiel, the son of Laish. And her husband went behind her long week behind her. And that was sending him back. Now, brother, get on back over there. He crying behind. <laughs> and her husband went with her along behind her to Baharim. Then said Adam unto him, go return. And he returned. He bought him, didn't he? Made him curse. Because he really did belong to David. And the man knew that. And Abner had communication with the elders of Israel, saying, you suck of David in times past to be king over you. Now then do it. For Yahuwah has spoken of David, saying, by the hand of my servant David, I will save my people Israel out of the hand of the Philistines, out of the hand of all the enemies. Let me show y'all something. What Abner is doing right here is a faith walk. He obeyed the word of Yah. And he said, Yah has spoken about it by the hand of my servant David when I saved all of my people Israel out of the hand of the Philistines, out of the land of, of, of all their enemies. So he just becoming obedient. I don't think Abner was a bad man. I think he was a good man. He followed Saul, so he do lots of what anybody would do. But guess what? Things can change. You can tell he wasn't no bad man. He tried to spell Isaiah. Thank you. Roll time. <laughs> and Abner also was spoken against of Benjamin. And Abner went also to speak in the ears of David and Hebron 
all that seemed good to Israel. And that seemed good to the whole house of Benjamin. And so Abner came to David in Hebron and 20 men with him. And David made Abner and the men that were with him a feast. And Abner said unto, uh, unto uh, David, I would arise and go and, and would gather all Israel unto my master, the king, that they make a league with thee, and that thou mayest reign over all that thy heart desire. And David sent Abner away, and he went in peace. But you know, Joab couldn't hold up, y'all. Now, Joab know Isaiah was wrong. He was out there. And when they pulled up, that's what young men go play. They went and grabbed everybody half into the side and stabbed them through, right? They begin to fight. Abner leaving. He chasing him. He's standing on the fifth rib. Then Joab then began to chase him. So they saw, they saw him chasing him. And they saw him killing too. But they wouldn't stop killing him. They wouldn't stop wanting to fight. Abner turned back and told him, look here. We're going to fight all night long? We brothers. Come on now. Then Joab stopped. But Joab was vengeful. He was wrong. He was a murderer. He had he had Adam without a cause. He was wrong. He became a murderer. He should have let it go. And behold, a servant of Joab, David, and Joab came from pursuing the troop and brought in a great spoil with them. But Abner was not with David in Hebron. We had seen him away. He was gone in peace. And when Joab and all the hosts that was with him would come, they told Joab, saying, Abner the son of Ner came to the king, and he have sent him away and is going in peace. Then Joab came to the king and said, What hast thou done? But David was a righteous man. It made lead with him. Behold, Abner came unto thee. Why is it that thou hast seen him away, and he is quite gone? Thou knowest, Abner, the son of Ner, that he came to deceive thee. That's how you know Joy had the crooked motive right there. That he came to deceive thee, and to know that thou going, thou going out, and, and to know all that thou doest. Now, we know that ain't why he came. And we know that Joab said that, but he really was wanting to go get him because we did to his brother. As a pattern, you all, you can see from this honest person who don't want to speak up the truth. We said it already once or twice in, in the Torah. Remember Miriam and Aaron? Mm -hmm. They was mad at Moses because he had married a Kenite woman. When they go hard out, well, don't y'all use everybody? That ain't what your motive was about. You should just spoke the truth what was really going on. It probably could have been dealt with a little different. How many of us do? How we try to avoid the truth too? When, when, when something being addressed, we bring up other stuff out of our mouth, but we got a hidden motive we're really mad, but we don't want to say it. That's called pride. And it's called deceitful. And we know y'all hate a proud look. And we know it come for a fall we know also it can cause you to sin and do wrong because you didn't tell the truth why you're really mad about something. Shows that 
Joe Abbott had the wrong motor. He noted that Adler wasn't wrong. He was just mad because his brothers got Peter Rose. And when Joab was come out from David, he sent a message after Abner was brought him in, was brought him again from the well of Sarah, but David didn't know it. David knew it not. Hmm. So you're behind his back doing things unrighteously. You know how we do. Because when seeing anything like that, you start being deceitful, you try to hide yourself. Man, the most I don't deal with no secrets. Show me in the scriptures. Everything open before him. You gotta have no motive. Y'all bring vengeance if you tell the truth about it. Vengeance. Vengeance mind says, y'all, I will repay. Then Joab deceived him, caught him off guard. Wonder why. Is that he probably know he couldn't whoop him? Or he got him with his guard down, huh? Young Bust Rudy Poops. Boosie. And when Abner was returned to Hebron, and Joab took him aside, the gate to speak with him quietly. And he spoke down in the fifth breed, but he died for the blood of Azael's brother. He killed him. And afterward, when David heard it, he said, he said, I and my kingdom are getting before Yah forever from the blood of Abner, the son of Ner. Let it rest on the head of Joab. It's going to come back on you now. I want y'all to see something. Joab died about 30 some almost 40 years later. For that sin. First Kings. When he told Saul, don't let his whole head go down to the grave in peace. And you know, he got onto the altar. He still had to pay for that. See, we think because it ain't happening soon, you got away with it. Or we think because you don't see it going on, y'all forgot about you. You just been to see, you ain't got no patience. Y'all do it. And you been to see, thinking you got away when the word says, be not deceived, for y'all is not mocked. Whatsoever man soweth, that shall he also reap. He walked around with a perverse heart. And thought if he if, if, if he got away with it, it was all good. No, 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 no. Your sins will find you out. Same thing that Moses told Reuben and Gad them when they didn't want to go to the to the promise. And he said, Look here, you remember what happened last time, don't you? How y'all dealt with everybody. You need to go over there and hit, and hit your brothers, don't find no rest. And if you're being deceitful, don't worry about it. Your sins gonna find you out. Man, but we don't have a fear of y'all. Many of us don't. So we figure if we do something wrong, take my high folks back, or live in sin and act deceitful, it's all good because anybody hurts but us. Y'all hear everything. He see too. Behold, the eyes of y'all in every place, beholding the evil and the good. We already read in the scripture, if you made your bed in hell, behold, y'all dead. He should have repented and not just wrongdoing. He never did. Never want to say he was sorry about it, neither did he. Want to mercy by having onto the onto the altar and trying to damn, he killed him right there in that place. Stop him going go ahead and give it to him. Because he was a murderer. I had a cousin that, that, that died a few couple of months ago, 
a murder. He killed a man in his teenage years. He never was sorry. Name was Keith Matthews, never changed his life, never was sorry. He died 45 years old, be 46 in December the 9th. It'll be his birthday. He died living failure. Never did repent. <laughs> Man, I'm trying to tell you, you better humble yourself. You know you've done something wrong, but I swallow your pride now. I ain't having to forgive you and cry out. Look here, don't be like Esau. Cry when it's too late. Tears of bitterness and still lose the birthright. Ooh. And no place for repentance. So David, tell him, let it rest on the head of Joab. And look here. And on all his father's house. And if they're not fair from the house of Joab, one that have an issue, or that is a leper, or that leaneth on the staff, or that falleth on the sword, or that lack of bread. Why? Because what Joab did. We don't understand, excuse me, y'all, that our decisions that we make don't just affect us. That's what's so sad about it. Being selfish in your action and carry on down. That's why I brought out Yahushua early on. And David's heart, that was in him. And he carried on down to the Mashiach. Him and y'all talk, man, he talk so good to y'all, tell y'all how he needs him in his life, want to be close to him. Y'all responded back with him in love. And let me show y'all something. We'll come back over here. Let me show y'all something. When he was talking to Solomon, Man, he was talking to Solomon and told and told him what y'all and, and remember something. This years later, right here, but he remember what comes to him and y'all head. Let me show it to you and read it. First Kings two, excuse me, excuse me. And I go the way of all the earth. Be thou strong, therefore, and show yourself a man, and keep the charge of Yah your Elohim to walk in his ways and to keep his statutes and his commandments and his judgments and his testimonies as it is written in the Torah of Moses. That thou mayest prosper in all that thou doest and whithersoever thou turnest thyself. If Mashiach couldn't follow the Torah, he couldn't be from the house of David. Because David, this is a man out of the king's house. And Mashiach got right on his throne forever. He got to follow the same pattern or he can't be. I-J-S. That Yahuwah may continue his word which he spake concerning me. Saying, if your children take heed to their way, check yourself, to walk before me in truth with all their heart and with all their soul, there shall not fail thee, said he, a man on the throne of Israel. Then he brought up Joab. Moreover, you know what Joab, what Joab, the son of Zeruah, the auntie, did to me and what he did to the two captains of the host of Israel, unto Abner, the son of Ner, and Amas, we'll get on that later, and the son of Jethan, whom he slew and shed the blood of war and peace, and put the blood of war upon his girdle. It was about his loin, and in his shoes they were on his feet. Do according to your wisdom and let not his whole head go down to the grave in peace. Oh, oh man. Never got away with it. 
But David remembered what y'all told him. Man, it's good to take heed and value the word of y'all when he's speaking to you. Y'all's word is true. He mean what he say when he talk. Hallelujah. Joey, I'm going to put him over to the side and murder him in secret. We're out of deceit. And when David heard of it, he said he was guiltless of it before Yah forever. And then put this right here on Joab. They're going to have an issue. What's the issue? He was talking about fornicators, diseases, sexual flux. Remember that Leviticus 15? Also, Zerah, wicked in their heart. Zerah, Zerah is when you got deceiving your heart. Remember Gehazi? Remember you right. Remember you U Uzziah. Remember Naaman. Remember Miriam. Don't forget Miriam. Or one that ended up on a staff. Or one that or one that followed on a sword. Or one that lacked bread. They're gonna be in poverty, sick, and struggling. Deceitful and wicked people. All because of his own disobedience. Think about that when you when you live in Rome. How you can put things down upon other folks. From you. It don't, it don't just transfer through blood. It transfers by the spirit of your decision making and you look just like it. You can be wicked. They can see you being wicked and pick a wicked ways just like you. You ever see a daddy be out in the sun one too? You ever see a mom be a whoremonger and a, a daughter one and a granddaughter one, so on and so forth? Those that hate y'all. Those Christians follow you through a third and fourth generation. <clears throat> and those who love y'all, you bless to a thousand. And that Torah is an exodus. So Joab and Abishai, his brother, slew Abner because he had slain their brother, Azael, at Gibeon in the battle. And David was hurt. He said to, he said to Joab and to all the people that were with him, <clears throat> to Joab and to all the people that were him, rend your clothes and gird, your, gird you with sackcloth and mourn before Abner. And they were themselves uh, followed the bier, and they buried Abner in Hebron, and the king lifted up his voice and wept at the grave of Abner. And all the people wept, and the king lamented over Abner and, and said, Died Abner as a food diet. Thy hands were not bound, nor thy feet put in feathers. As a man followed before wicked men, so fell us down. You went wrong, you didn't do no wrong, but you was you was innocent. You fell, you, you fell before wicked men. He called in front of Joab. That Joab know where it was at. And all the people went again over him. <clears throat> when all the people came to cause David to eat meat while it was yet day, David swore, saying, So do Elohim to me and more. Also, if I taste bread or all else, till the sun be that. I only want them to eat. He fasted for him. Showed love to him. And all the people took notice of it. And it pleased him as whatsoever the king did, pleased all the people. For all the people and all the Israel understood that day that it was not of the king to slay Abner, the son of Ner. It's a wise man, a good man. David was a good man. He was kind of weak a little bit when it came down to his kids. Now, woo! But he was a good man. 
And the king said unto his servants, Know you not that there is a prince and a great man fallen this day in Israel? And I am this day weak, though anointed king, and these men are the sons of Zeruah to be hard for me. Yahweh shall reward the door of according to his weakness. And he said in front of them, Sometimes you got to be bold. Not all the time you need to be bold and speak out the truth. He didn't know he was wrong. Praise y'all. Let's read for four words. We're going to read it through. We're going to discuss it. Hallelujah. That's my review. <laughs> now, now that's me. And when Saul, and when Saul, and when Saul's son heard that Abner was dead and he brought his hands were feeble. And all the Israelites was troubled. And Saul's son had two men that were captains of the bands. The name of one was Baana, and the name of the other was Rahab, the sons of Ramon, a, a, a Berothite of the children of Benjamin. So Beroth also was reckoned to Benjamin. And the Berothites fled to get them and were sojourners there until this day. And Jonathan, Saul's son, had a son that was lame of his feet. He was five years old when the tidings came to Saul and Jonathan out of Jezreel, and his nurse took him up and fled. And it came to pass that she made haste to flee, that he fell and became a lame. And his name was Mephibosheth. And the sons of Rimon, the, the Berethite, and Rahab and Baana went and came about the heat of the day to the house of Isbosheth, who lay on the bed at noon. And they came thither into the midst of the house as though they would have fresh wheat. And they smote him under the fifth rib. And Rechab and Baana, his brother, escaped. But when they came into the house, he lay on his bed in, in his bedchamber. And they smote him and slew him and beheaded him and took his head and got them away through the plain all night. And they brought the head of Isbosheth unto David to Hebron and said to the king, Behold, the head of Isbosheth, the son of Saul, thine enemy, which sought thy life. And Yahuwah have avenged my, my master, the king, this day of Saul and, and, and of his seed. And David answered Rechab and Baana, his brother, and the sons of Ramon, the Berothite, and said unto them, As Yahuwah liveth, who have redeemed my soul out of the adversary, out of all, out of all adversity, when one told me, saying, Behold, Saul is dead, thinking to have brought good tidings. I took hold of him and slew him in Ziklag. Who thought that I would have given him a reward for his tidings? How much more when, when wicked men have slain a righteous person in his own house on his bed? Shall I not therefore require his blood of your hand and take you away from the earth? And David commanded his young men, and they slew them and cut off their hands and their feet and hang them up over the pool in Hebron. But they took the head of Isbosheth and buried it in the sepulcher of Abner in Hebron. You see that? You see how the adversary, man, I'm telling you something, boy. Whoa, look here, jockey for position, ain't it? Went over there and killed Isbosheth to try to get on top. You know, the most high establishes kingdom through righteousness, not by blood. They should have learned a lesson. They didn't. Israel, chef, in the, when they heard Adam was dead, they got a week. 
Man, look, I'm talking about, look here, man. Probably like Saul got. Probably like Saul got when, um, when that demon told me he's going to die. Today you're going to be with me. Let me tell you something. The dead know nothing can't speak. And old Samuel was over there in Abraham's bosom. But that demon was out there in torment. Because <laughs> you know what? Saul was Abraham, I'm assuming Samuel was Abraham's bosom. There was no way Saul was going to go to Abraham's bosom. Saul was an unrighteous man. Keep that in there. Everybody go to, to nobody goes to heaven when they die. Everybody going to the grave. Sheol, what they call hell. But when we who are righteous pass away, we sleep, we're in Abraham's bosom and rest. But those who are unrighteous and wicked, they go to torment. He's hit the parable of Ahusha about the rich man in Lazarus. He needs some water. He, Abraham said, look here, let, let him put a little um little, little rich man said, little Abraham, that lad is gonna put a little water on a little. They, they chapped. <laughs> yeah. No, he take more. There's a gulf between me and you. <laughs> no. He said, Well, look, I tell you what, then let a ghost come up and go tell, you know, go tell my uh my brother they don't want to come to this place. And Abraham told me Moses and the prophets. If they don't want to hear the Torah, they ain't going to hear no ghosts. Right. Pay attention to that. Saul. So there was a demon speaking to Saul and told Saul, you're going to come to hell me today and torment. And that's where he went. But these two dudes right here, though, they ain't they, 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 that name. You know what I'm saying? Saul had two men that were kept in the bands. They, 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 they tried to get on David's side. By killing his bullshit. Mm -hmm. When they realized he had no help, but Adam was gone. They feeble. So, they, so, so now everybody's scared. They run over there and get that man, that man over there on his, on, 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 on his bed. And then look here, it's because of these men. Look here now, pay attention to these, these things. Because these men right here, that old Mephibosheth got himself hurt, got laying as a little kid. These men going to kill somebody to try to jock for position. The nurse trying to say to the little boy, take our room with the little boy, five years old. He probably was heavy. She trying to hold him, get him out there, trying to drop him and probably break his leg, his feet. The boy come up lame. Trying to save his life. When, when, when guess what? It shouldn't even been done like that. And you know how you know we can hurt somebody doing things like that, causing disruption, trying to be on top, trying to be big with little gotcha, little big man. And gonna go in there, gonna go in there, and while that man laying down resting, gonna go in there and kill the man and cut his head off, and come back. Thinking that David was going to be pleased. Ibosheth wasn't going to do nothing. We could have went to the tissue. And David said, Man, y'all should, y'all, y'all, David said, Man, y'all should learn that lesson. 
David said, man, when, when one told me saying saw the dead, thinking they have brought me good tight, that broke my heart. You know, that, that, that's the best thing about it. You know, the most high, the, he, he won't despise a broken heart or a contrite spirit. David said that. So David understood that how, how what, what, what y'all required. And David realized it's not good to be boastful and prideful. He had an understanding that y'all resisted proud. He gives grace to the humble. It's always good to be a humble person. You know, pride caused the adversary to fall. Mashiach said, look here, behold, I saw Satan, the adversary, fall from heaven like lightning. And give me tell him, be humble. Don't even rejoice in that. That ain't nothing but a life thing. You need to rejoice rather that your name is written. In the book of life, you have an opportunity to have life with Yah. <laughs> you got power over all the enemy. You ain't got to worry about nothing. You ain't got to get in your pride and try to kill everybody off because you, you, you want somebody to come get you. When you're walking, when you're walking in Yah, no weapon. Ain't no weapon that's formed against you should prosper. That's, an, that, that's something you would just inherit <clears throat> just by being with Yah. And because you want to get on somebody's side, that's a problem with many of us. You want to get on somebody's side and call them weak and false and they ain't real too. Make this right here look good. Knowing that that ain't good in the eyes of Yah, that ain't how Yah see it. He requires you to have peace. Even in the biblical they don't bear a grudge. It's in the Torah. You know, it's amazing how David tells Solomon, take heed to the law of, to the law of Moses, which means he himself was taking heed to the law of Moses. So he was seeing that in the Torah. When Moses tell him in the Torah, in the law of Moses, do not bear a grudge, but rather, you know, love your neighbor as yourself. Don't hold it in your heart. But many of us are bad grudge. We got to see here as when y'all, I got to pray and see what y'all going to say about getting it right. You you violating Torah. You got a grudge in your heart. And kind of all you got, you ain't got to go see and ask y'all that you should forgive. You ain't got to ask y'all that you let it go. The scripture clearly says, before you can bring your gift to the altar, leave it right there and go get it right. Yeah, you, you got to get all of that at you. Let me tell you something. It's a whole lot of stuff you done done. Come on now. You know, act like you're right with your hand dirty, beat your meat before you, but, 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 in, in your bathroom in the dark. Get down. Make it everybody unclean. Got a whole deal, though. You come, you come out there, come out, come out there second hands. <laughs> we done seen three, we done seen this three times. We said something last week. We go to the store land. We can store, it's a store over there where we live at. We go into the bathroom one time. It's a man got a little barbecue stand over there on Raceway, off the Parkway. For those who listen to me, Huntsville, that old barbecue stand over there. One time I go in there, the man there doing number two. I'm in the bathroom doing number two. The man gonna wipe his butt, flush, and walk out the bathroom, and just go out there and continue to keep cooking. Man, I said, man, I think I'll go get me some chicken too. Man, I, I said, I put it back. I said, I'm gonna put everything down. We don't want nothing. Then my sons seen the same man. Another time when I went there, 
You gonna do number two? Come on, you know you use the bathroom your hand, might got a little stink on it. You wipe your butt, you got fingers smell like a little booty. You went there flipping over chicken. Excuse me, germ. Flipping hamburgers and stuff. And then, and then, so we go, so we go over there again. Last week, we in the bathroom, the man record in the store gonna be doing number one. And while me and Isaiah in there in the bathroom, he just gonna walk out. Hey, <laughs> Another dude, and oh, oh, but the bar had to hear what they cooking too. I said, man, we got to the thing. I, I turned to the man in the camera. I said, my man, they didn't wash his hands. <laughs> that man just went in there and touched his thing. And just going, oh, excuse me, then. His, 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 whatever they call it, the, the private part. He pissed it against the wall in the urinal. <laughs> yeah, his part before the stones. And going to walk out the bathroom in there handing out money. Sure, I used to. I said that man did not wash his hands. I called him out. The dude is our laugh. You man, I never eat here. I want to eat, get no twenty five cent cake. <laughs> you in here, pin and can on, and doggone. And, 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 and but guess what? Nasty. We doing things in the secret. Think we getting away with it. It's horrible. It's disgusting. These men go over there and telling David we didn't kill them, thinking they finna think, thinking they finna get a, a, um, a position, thinking they're gonna get rewarded for what they did. And David told them, look here. I, uh when that man came and told me that Saul was dead, thinking they had brought me good titles. I took hold of him and slew him in Ziklag, who thought that he would have given he would have given him a reward for his title. How much more when wicked men, y'all better quit sign with stinking handed men. Women too. And women too. The side, you side with people who are wicked. Let me explain something to you. Y'all gonna get you. Even if that person want to hear being good, the most high going to get you. Because their heart is unrighteous. Don't make y'all's heart be unrighteous. Y'all is going to get you for signing with wicked people where you know they wrong and what they're doing. But you think but, but your pride is in the way. And you sit here and want all your enemies to be destroyed when you yourself doodle in the private and not washing your hands. You sit here doing the simple things, feeding the people, and you think y'all can't see you doing that? He gonna get you. So keep on with your bad self, living unrighteous and doing things and being deceitful in your heart. You yourself gonna have your own blood on you. And tell me what you love y'all. You a worthless man and a worthless woman with that kind of deceitfulness and weakness in your heart. And I mean what I say. Praise y'all, says y'all. How much more will wicked men have slain a righteous person in his own house upon his bed? Men laying down there. They ain't out there in no war. Laying down minding his own business. He ain't probably to get nobody. But you're going to sneak in and do it deceitfully. 
Shall I therefore, shall I now not therefore not require his blood at your hand and take you away from the earth? Don't, 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 don't have no pity on wickedness. When David commanded these young men that slew them and cut uh, and cut off their hands and their feet and they hand them over the pool, let you know. Put your hands out for, for setting some blood and feet. Quit to run the miss chill. Let's, let, let's see what happened to people like that. No. You gotta let them deal with it. Man, we keep playing. One more, one more check. I'm gonna leave y'all alone. Ooh, better watch ourselves, man. Living, man. Look here. I, my, my prayer. I be praying, y'all. Help me do that, which is righteous in your sight. Please. Show me. You know, cause I don't want to live like that, man. Uh-uh. Man, I want to be right. <laughs> I don't want to bear no good. No, I forgive him. Man, I hear somebody break my heart. Take me 10 years to forgive him. <laughs> hear me building my heart. Hurt people, hurt people. You need to have some forgiveness in your heart. I wanted to kill that man. Yeah, man, you love me, my man. Look here, man. And I held it in for a long time. Then got, got accused when he came out on his own head. See, unforgiveness is bad. Bitterness is not good. Holding in grudges can cause your demise. Let it go and let y'all deal with it. Let go and let y'all fight your battles. Got to do is just believe and have the faith of a mustard seed. Y'all ain't ready for that. Then came all the tribes of Israel to David until he brought and spake, <clears throat> saying, Behold, we are thy bone and thy flesh. Also, in time past, when Saul was king over us, thou was he that led us, led us out and brought us in Israel. And Yahuwah said to thee, Thou shalt feed my people Israel, and thou shalt be a captain over Israel. So all the elders of Israel came to the king, came to the king to Hebron, and King David made a league with them in Hebron before Yah. And they anointed David king over Israel. And David was 30 years old when he began to reign, and he reigned 40 years. In Hebron, he reigned over Judah seven years and six months. And in Jerusalem, he reigned 30 and three years over all Israel and Judah. And the king and his men went to Jerusalem unto the Jebusites, the inhabitants of the land, which spake unto David, except thou take away and blind the lame, that shall not come in hither, thinking David cannot come in there hither. Let me tell you, Jerusalem wasn't controlled by Israel at that time. It's controlled by the Jebusites, and the Jebusites was not Israel. And they went over there and took that land from them. And that became the land that y'all chose when Solomon built that temple. Nevertheless, David took the stronghold of, of Zion, the same as the city of David. And David said, and David said on that day, whosoever giveth up to the to the governor and smite the Jebusites and the lame and the blind that are hated of David's soul, he shall be chief and captain. Wherefore they said, the blind and the lame shall not come into the house. So David dwelt in the fort and called it the city of David. And David built round about from Milo and inward. 
and David went on and David went on and grew great. And Yah Elohim of the host was with him. Yahuwah Zavu Ot was with him. And Hiram, king of Tyre, sent messages to David and cedar trees and carpenters and masons, and they built David a house. And David perceived that Yahuwah had established him king over Israel, and he and that he had exalted his kingdom for his people, Israel's sake. And David was just, just ready one. He had given one. And David took more concubines and wives out of Jerusalem. After he was after he was come to Hebron, and there was yet sons and daughters born to David. And these be the names of those that were born unto him in Jerusalem: Shammua and Shabab and Nathan and Solomon, Ibhar and Elishua and Nepheg and Japhia and Elishima and, El and Eliada and Eliphalet. But when the Philistines heard that they had anointed David king over Israel, all the Philistines came up to seek David. And David heard of it and went down to the hole. And the Philistines also came and spread to themselves in the valley of Raphaim. And David inquired of Yah, saying, Shall I go up to? He always prayed then. Or oh, in a time of war, he, he gonna pray. Shall I go? There should be a, we should learn that. What shall I do? Shall I go? And David inquired of Yah, saying, Shall I go up to the Philistines without delivering them into my hand? And Yahuwah said unto David, Go up, for I will doubtless deliver the Philistines into your hand. Now remember, he lived in the land of the Philistines. Got Ziklag. Now he's going to war with them. You see how sometimes you have favorable folks out of turn? Y'all give to your hand too. Everybody ain't your friend. Every close eye ain't sleep. Every smile ain't no friendly face. And every goodbye don't mean gone. Because folks bow to your face, be friendly toward you, don't mean they're on your side. When, when, when y'all start bringing you up, they'll turn too. Even your own folks who so called love you and bless you and say they with you. You better pay attention. So as always, good to discern and even to pray. And David said, and David inquired, he said, go on, I got you. Down the little fist out of your hand. And David came to Baal Pesarim, excuse me, Baal per, per Azim, and David smote them there and said, Yahuwah have broken forth upon my enemies before me as the breach of waters. Therefore he called the name of, of that place Baal Per Razim, the place of a breach. And there they left their images, and David and his men burned them. Now he went over there looking at tearing down strongholds, <laughs> killing the adversary. Because guess what? When y'all fight, it's a spiritual battle that allows you to conquer the natural. Rolling that so far, y'all can knock down all them demons, put on every stronghold, and every high thing that, is, that, that would exalt themselves. I get the knowledge of y'all, it does through prayer. It does through spiritual warfare. And when y'all knock them down, he knocked down that God they serve it, and that spirit that has root over them, and knock them down too, and he get victory all the way around. You better pay attention to that right now, man. He'll allow him to come around you. He'll allow him to show up about big too. You can't be scared like a hasty was when him and the prophet was walking. 
He said, man, they're going to get us. We're scared. It went number two of them with a whole company. He said, y'all open his eyes that he may see. And when he looked at open his eyes, he saw the, he saw, he saw the arms of Yahuwah standing around ready, ready to make war. So I guess when these men started killing themselves, it was it, it was it was the angels holding their hand and cut each other. I don't know, but y'all had made them get right, didn't it? We gotta learn how to trust in y'all. Man, I'm talking about I ain't scared. He my friend. I hear him every, every time things come against me, I hear my spirit tell me, fear not. Even right now, we got odds stacked against us. Had a man yesterday go 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 try to go try to deny us on some things because my dog. So nah, I ain't finna turn my dog in throw in the bus for you. Fear not. Feel good. Because you know why? Y'all got me. Gonna take care of me too. He my friend. He loved me and hold my hand. A lot of times we can look at things in the natural y'all and try to see her and serve with the scene like we're failing and falling. But you gotta remember who called you. You see here getting shaky because adversary trying to come against you, but who called you? It would come out to the feast acting funny with you, taking your money from you, threatening your job, coming down to the feast, but you're going off in the hole, and with you, in your mind, I gotta work during the second and the sixth day. But now I don't go to work. Take all eight days off. Let them go ahead and fire you. Don't be scared to lose. Yeah, you, you lose your, you try to save your life, you'll lose your life. But if you're willing to lose your life, you'll gain your life. Don't be scared of the adversary. Don't care about how it look in the natural because it's getting difficult for you. The heat is turned up. You still trust God and remain obedient, period. The Bible says Yahushua was obedient even unto death. He was tempted the first time to eat, turn stones to bread, jump down, kneel down and worship. But when it came down to his life, he went from faith to faith. Now he telling, look at y'all, we're here. Y'all tell you here and wait for me. Had the same kind of mindset that David had. Same kind of mind. Same kind of mind. Same kind of mind. That David had. What was it there? Let me read it to you. I, I love, I love the uh talk about him. He's good to me. I love Mashiach. He's my friend. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hmm. You read the mark. Okay. <laughs> Let's look at something. Then come Yahushua with them into a place called Gethsemane. Excuse me. And said unto his disciples, see ye here where I go and pray yonder. Why he was going to pray? Because he understood what was coming up against him. And instead of him getting depressed, instead of him getting ready to quit, because see, when it comes down to do the will of Yah, it's going to be a hard press. And sometimes you will feel yourself even being alone in the hard press, and nobody gonna be able to understand. You know why? It's a cup that you gotta drink from yourself. Mm -hmm. It's a place of your faith, but only you gotta go through it on your own. And can't nobody be there with you. 
You know, when you stand before them, you got to stand before them personally. Your mama and your dad ain't going to stand beside them to be able to vouch for you when you're talking to them about your life. And when it's time for you to get to the next place, can't nobody go through it but you. You got to go ahead and go through it, even when your soul is heavy and begin to be soft. I'm going to pray. Why? And he took with him Peter and the two sons of Zebedee and began to be sorrowful and very heavy. It was rough for him, but only in his mindset. Everybody was going to pray because he didn't want to leave to his own understanding when it came to everybody coming against it, when war was there and they coming to seek your life and they was coming to seek David's life. And he prayed, what should I do? Should I go up? And y'all tell him to go up. And you see his son Jewish is down, Yahushua, son of David. Then said he to them, my soul. Ain't no wrong with being truthful. But they don't need to, but they don't, they don't, they don't mean you wallow in it because he didn't. My soul is exceedingly sorrow. Man, I feel like I can die even unto death. Y'all wait here and watch with me. And he went a little farther and he fell on his face and he prayed. He didn't fall down just crying about being depressed. I'm ready to give up and it's hard for me and I can't do it no more. No, he realized the relationship he had with his daddy. And he prayed, saying, Oh, my father, if it be possible, I don't want to deal with it, being honest about the situation, let this cup pass from me. But this is how I feel. And he said, nevertheless, not as I will, but what? But as thou will. You can't be trying to quit when it's tough for you. You better hang on in there. Look here. Everybody walk away from you. And they'll leave you alone. How you stuck off in the game. You got to stand there looking, even if your legs feel like you can't do it by yourself. If you ain't got nobody that's going to understand and they accuse you of sin when you know you ain't did nothing. Look at Job and all his children get killed. They burn his stuff and he gets sick and his wife didn't even understand it and tell him, look here, go ahead and curse y'all and die. And she tell him, he said, look here, you talk like a foolish woman. And he said, you know, I, you know I'm trying to find him. And that makes it even Job's greatest problem. He got to the point where he couldn't find y'all. He said, I go forward, I look to my right or my left. Even when I come to his, his seat, he said, I can't find him. That was, his, that was his greatest problem. Not that he lost his wife or his children or things, but he thought he got to a point where he couldn't find y'all. That's your problem now. You can't get like that. You can't see it because you're going through something difficult and you don't want to have to be out there. You know, they put me out in a few days. Hmm. You know, I, I don't have this and I don't have that. And I can't find nothing. No, y'all. Nevertheless, I ain't doing nothing wrong. And I know I'm saving. I don't sin. I ain't sinned against you. I just understand that this is my will, because you know why? It's your will, you know why? When I I, when I, I teach them and tell them things about you, and I'm healing the sick, raising the dead, and I'm doing your will, they still coming against me, trying to dog me out. And I, and I ain't retaliated. And for me doing your will, for me living for you, they want to kill me. And man, I don't want to have that spirit of my beating me across my back. I don't have the experience of putting no thorn about a twin stick on my head. I don't have the experience he's forsaking me. But you know what, though? If it's, if it's another way to do it, you know, y'all do it for me. 
But no, but nevertheless, that's, 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 that's just what I want. You know, nevertheless, not my will, but as let your will be done, you know, and, and, but as that will, you know, and, and, and sometimes you gotta go, go through some things before nevertheless can come into your life. But you gotta learn how to have yourself a nevertheless moment and deny your own self-interest. And when you praying and you coming and everybody over there asleep, and you say, y'all can't even stay with me for an hour. Walk around a little bit, watching prayer that you enter not into temptation. Don't go to sleep on me. But a lot of times folks are gonna sleep on you. And they ain't gonna be able to understand. And they ain't gonna be able to do it even if they want to. They flesh gonna be weak. They ain't gonna be able to put up with it. You know, sometimes you're going through and you get four people, you know, tell me how you feel about them. Look here, you start leaking on them. I remember I hurt so bad one time, I was telling my friends that I was going through, it felt like I was, I was leaking on them. My pain, they pushed me away up off of them. So like I became detestable to them, and I ain't did nothing. And the very one that hurt me was lying on me, saying I'm borrowing money from people and I ain't paying them back. Lying so good, I had to think about who I borrowed money from. And trying to figure that I pay them back. You, you but 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 you know how they couldn't they couldn't understand it. And guess what? Let me tell you something now. That's how y'all do it for you. He'll put you in that position so you won't be able to lean upon nobody else. And you get a pin upon other folks to be there for you. He'll have you in the spot that at your lowest moment, when, when, when ain't nobody gonna be there for you, you gotta learn yourself. How to call upon y'all. And he'll do it in the midst of adversity. And he praying. And he said, my father, if this cup may not pass away from me, except I drink it, then you will be done. If this is the only way y'all let it be done, he'll gird his loins up. And show us to the man. And look here. And they eyes are heavy. Let me tell you something. When 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 he came over there, he told Simon and take your rest. Behold, the hours at hand, and the son of man is betrayed into the hands of sinners. You know, and John angels came to console him and minister to him. An angel is a messenger from Yah. They didn't come tell him to leave alone. And they could have stopped right there, everything. But when they came and they could have destroyed, when it came down time, they want to give his life, they had to put their hands up. You got to go ahead and go through it. You got to go ahead and face that thing. Even the ones that you taught, even the ones who've been there for you, come and kiss you on your jaw. And you know they're going to betray you. You still got to go ahead and go through it. And you can't retaliate trying to fight them. Can't ban no grudge and use them as your excuse to go against the will of y'all. Because sometimes we use people as our excuse to see them against y'all. You can't use me as no excuse. You can't use people as an excuse for you to see them against y'all. You can't use your job. You can't use your brother and your mama. You got to carry the will of y'all, even if the cup is bitter. 
Man, we be tripping sometime though. What was that? Chapter four or five? Um, and the Philistines come, the Philistines come in the valley, and they come, and, and, and David, and David asked y'all, what shall I do? And y'all said, go ahead and go up. And guess what? And, 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 let, me, let me tell you something. And let me tell you something. And when you learn how to listen to y'all, he'll show you how to be led by the spirit. And he'll give you an ear to hear a sound nobody else can't hear. But it's done through your obedience. You'll understand when it comes. Let's look at verse 22. And the Philistines came up yet again and spread to themselves in the valley of Rephi. A Rephaim, and when David inquired of Yah, he said, Thou shalt not go up, but fetch a compass behind them, and come upon them over against the mulberry trees. And let it be when thou hearest the sound of a going in the tops of the mulberry trees. Because y'all gonna go before you. That then thou shalt bestir thyself, for then Yahuwah shall go out before thee to smite the host of the Philistines. And David did so as Yahuwah commanded him. And smote the Philistines from Gibeah until they come to Gazir. You gotta learn how to listen sometimes, man. And just pray, even when they keep coming against you all the time. We gotta learn how to trust y'all. Have a good heart in what we do. Learn how to pray. And don't try to gain what you gotta gain by wickedness, by deceitfulness of men, by folks trying to come bribe you and kiss up to you. Feeling good, giving you the big head. But come through prayer, through humility, and be able to carry the will of Yah out and be led by his spirit. Then you'll make it. Praise Yah. Almighty, we thank you for your compassion and your loving kindness towards us. You know, thank you, Yah, for being our friend. You know, Y'all, we ain't, ain't even got to be ashamed to share my situation because it helped me. I learned a lot from it, got an understanding about it. And I appreciate you. You know, you know, you know, your, your word says, faithful are the wounds of a friend. Sometimes you allow things to hurt our feelings to put us in the place where, where, where you want us to be. And sometimes you allow those folks to do things to us, turn their back on us. Or things to attack us, but y'all, it's for our good. Don't like it. It can be our children, it can be our spouse, it can be our brothers and sisters, it can be parents, it can be our people who say they love us, our friends, but you will use those situations to get us to the next place. But we gotta learn how to do all my this quick, 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 quick being spoiled, quick, quick complaining all the time, quick, quit worrying about it and begin to really trust y'all. Help us to trust you. Give us an understanding of your word so we can know how good you are. Help us to be able to hear the sound too rustling on top of the mulberry trees. So when we face with a host trying to come against us, y'all, we can hear that sound. You did the same thing when it came down to Moses the first time they strided with him, you know, when they wanted water. And you said you was he'll see you standing on that rock. And you allow him to walk in the spirit and walk right to that rock and speak to hit it and that water come based on him being led by the spirit even though folks want to get at him. Oh man, you are good and you love us. Teach us how to hear you, how to be led by you, how to trust in you. 
No, y'all don't. None of us want to go through nothing bad. I know I do not like going through trials. And I know I ain't strong in my own strength. I know y'all that if I wanted the truth right now and stick in your face, I would be down and out. But I learned a lesson a long time ago about stressing out, being stressful. That causes strokes, heart attacks. That causes the, uh, you not to move in our life because we, 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 we walk in fear, but help us to walk by faith and not by sight. Help us to do what's right from your point of view. And to persevere, I know that we all got to go through our individual trials to get to the next place in life. But y'all, you, you got to promise, your, your word says that we can look unto Yahushua, who's the author and the finisher of our faith. He endured the stake. He despised the shame for the joy that was set before him. And yeah, he did your will and died on that stake because he trusted in you. First man to ever die and to come back from the dead by your quickening spirit. You're the first man. He's the first fruit from the dead. And because of him and us following him, we are now partakers of the resurrection. He told Miriam, he is the resurrection and the life. And though we, that he that was dead, real him, he'll live again. We believe and we trust in you. Help us to walk in righteousness and keep our focus on him. Keep our ears to him and not be in the flesh. Yeah, we thank you and we love you and give you the esteem in Yahushua HaMashiach's name.